Hello, this is Grace Hayes, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you from the Honeycomb Hideout and various other locations and he sparks. on the West Coast. <laughs> this is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican Ernesto, Captain Kulo Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. Did he get here? The hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and track suit poppy in full effect. <laughs> hey, track suit. Uh, I can't about track suit poppy. Track suit poppy went to work on Friday. I was maxing and relaxing at work. Suited and booted, huh? <laughs> Dude, had had the chucks on the track suit. You know, I was just I was dad mode right there. How is work going for you? Good. Uh, I'm on the phones. Like I said, lobby's closed where I'm at. I'm on the phones, which is good. Just helping people out with, you know, just help right now. And nice. uh, like some people, I'm like, yo, you need this. I think you should. I'm like, I'm like, I recommend this. And they're like, oh, that would be awesome. And I'm like, here you go. And yeah, just helping people. And that's that's like what the perk is, is just helping everyone in the time of need. So, yeah. Other than that, no, just. Yeah. Other than that, working out a little bit more, uh, because if not, I'm gonna go crazy with uh, right. sitting down video games, and I'm not going out taking photos or anything like that. I go out like on a walk once a week for like an hour or two to go take some photos around the city, and other than that, I just stay home with the family and just you know clean a little bit, work out, chill with the baby, you know, to with Leia. How you been, Sean? Trying to stay busy. Same, you know, we're getting ready to move this week. So that's kind of stressful. But mm-hmm. uh, besides that, just getting it, I got a pretty good routine during the week. The weekends are kind of boring. <laughs> not much to do. Um, we did try and go see Meteor Shower uh, last week we went, uh, on Friday night, but I think it was, it was too cloudy on Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are the peak nights. So we waited until Friday. And I think I saw two or three in like an hour, 15 minutes. Yeah, meter, sh- meter showers are tough. Ricardo and I used to do it, and if it's not a clear night, it's you're just sitting there in the cold, pitch black. It's kind of tough. Luckily, the lady has a, a, a big-ass moon roof, so we <laughs> could open that up and put the seats down, so just lay in the car and watch it. But, yeah, not too much luck as far as meteorites. Because yeah. or- she got she has the Forester or something, right? What does she have? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The upgraded version for mine. Yeah, the, the new new. <laughs> Funny thing, I can hear uh, Michael's Rachel outside. She must have just walked by the house. I can hear her like, talking. White lady <laughs> screaming out in the streets. <laughs> you know, things are always going down. We always get all kinds of visitors walking by. Uh, she'll barge in in a second. <laughs> but uh, so this week we have a very special guest out there from uh, Los Angeles. This is a good friend of ours. Uh, 
you know, grew up with him, went to high school with him. And uh, he's out there in Los Angeles and bartends at this awesome bar in Koreatown. I know a lot of you guys uh, know about that have been to Koreatown. And he's manager of that said bar. Everybody, welcome to the show. Grayson. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So, any AKAs for the people? Yeah, any AKAs. Oh, AKA Grayson, uh, AKA Go Gray, AKA DJ Gray Gray, <laughs> AKA Gray Gray Go. <laughs> Gray Gray Bo, I like that one. That's my cousins out in Oakland, been calling me that forever. Hmm. Gray Gray though. <laughs> so, uh, where exactly are you coming to us from in uh, SoCal today? I live in uh, East Hollywood. Yeah, not not far from like Silver Lake mm-hmm. area. If you're familiar, kind of in between Koreatown and Silver Lake and Hollywood. Nice. Yeah, that's a yeah good, man. Good spot to be. In. I heard it's been it pretty nice out there. It's uh, it's it's yeah, it's been nice. We uh, we got a lot of rain the first few weeks of this uh, this pandemic uh lockdown which made it easy to stay inside last week or so it's been super nice difficult difficult to stay inside <laughs> yeah with this nice weather well uh tell give the people some background about you said you're from sparks so tell us about yeah man east sparks all day every day east sparks baby repping always um yeah man grew up in sparks kind of back and forth between San Diego, Sparks, Nevada, uh, the Bay Area, um, growing up and, and playing music and DJing and uh, trying to stay out of trouble. <laughs> it's kind of hard in these Sparks. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I've been out here in L.A. for uh, three and a half years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um almost four years uh yeah bartending uh running the normandy club that's the bar you were talking about mm-hmm. in cape town we do we do dope ass cocktails in a laid-back atmosphere and you know djs on the weekends and i was i was actually just getting back into djing over the last six months or so uh after kind of taking a break for a couple years uh before before this pandemic shut us down. <laughs> shut down Greg, right? Um, how, how are you getting, what are you doing to get by in this, in these times of quarantine and social distancing, physical distancing? Uh, well, <clears throat> a lot of, uh, a lot of mezcal. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the first couple of weeks after, uh, after I got laid off, I was, I was, yeah, I was kind of struggling. I, I, I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us have been in, in, you know, weird mental spaces. And, and it took me, it took me about a week or maybe 10 days to kind of like level out. I was really angry, you know, really angry at our, at our situation, you know, angry at the government, angry at other people that, um, you know, maybe weren't taking it seriously. Um, 
And then I kind of flipped the script and started meditating a lot more. Um, I've, I've always had a pretty solid meditation practice, but I kind of just leaned into it. Um, I realized I couldn't, I couldn't wake up every day angry. Yeah. You know, that's not helping anything. That's self-destruction right there. It's, it's straight up. It's, uh, I can't remember who said it, but anger is the poison that, that only affects the vessel in which it's held. And uh, that's a bar. And so I, yeah, I flipped the script. I started meditating, working out a little bit. Um, that's helped a lot, uh, especially since not being at the bar for eight, nine, ten hours a day on my feet. Mm-hmm. Now after after you know two weeks, just like stress eating and drinking and not doing doing <laughs> any physical activity, I was like, oh man, I feel like shit. So yeah, just uh. Trying to trying to maintain my my mental well being, obviously playing tons of music. I've been writing and recording a lot of shit. And, there you go. Yeah. Um, constantly listening to music and yeah. So let's backtrack a little bit. What brought you to LA in the first place? So I'm originally from San Diego. Mm-hmm. So as as much as East Sparks is is in my heart, I'm a I'm a SoCal boy. And um, I had been in the Reno area for a long time and kind of just felt like it was it was time for me to go experience something different. And, and um, I've got a lot of very close friends in L.A. and the surrounding areas and found myself coming down here once every couple months uh, to see shows or go to a friend's art gallery or, you know, different events. And. Yeah, just. uh I guess just ready for that next step in my, in my life. Yeah. So when you went to LA, what was like one of the first places you started working at? Um, the first, the first joint I, I got a job at, you know, I've been in hospitality for forever, about, for about a decade, yeah. I guess, uh, officially. And, um, yeah, I worked at Silver Peak Brewery, which recently closed in Reno, which was which was a, a bummer to hear that they're closed for good. Um, Unrelated, and I, and I, right? What's that? Unrelated to COVID. Un, unrelated, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They had run they had run their course. They're sold, um, right? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, I love I love beer. I love uh, cocktails. I love being behind the bar. So when I moved down here, I was really hoping to get into a nice cocktail bar. And uh, the first joint I got hired at was a, a place called Broken Spanish. Uh, incredible LA style Mexican food. I and remember I visited I, I visited you out there and like yeah, atmosphere. Buddy. The atmosphere is awesome there. Yeah, mm-hmm. incredible food. Um, great atmosphere. Great drinks. And I kind of I got put. I got put on game uh, majorly because, you know, obviously L.A. is a uh, is an international city and the hospitality uh, slash, you know, culinary slash cocktail scene out here is is worldwide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I kind of came in not not knowing much Mm -hmm. much about it, you know, and um, that job afforded me. Uh, the opportunity to learn from some of the greatest in the world and and get introduced to uh, a lot of kind of uh, movers and shakers, brilliant chefs, brilliant uh, you know bar directors, awesome bartenders, 
Um, so I was there for a couple years, for two years. I ended up running that bar. Uh, I took a little uh, sabbatical, ghosted to Europe for a couple months, came back and started working at the Normandy Club, uh, which is the bar that I always wanted to get into. Uh, but it, you know, how they kind of let things play, play their course before I could get in. So, yeah, Normandy Club's awesome. The feel inside, they got like old school, like um, boots and stuff like that. A lot of hip hop in that back room. No doubt. And another cool little separate bar from that front bar. And like, if you guys get a what's chance, the, what, made you, what like caught your eye there? What made you want to work there? It's the vibe, straight up. I I walked in. I went with Damien, another of our East Sparks uh, yeah. homies, mm-hmm. um, who's lived who's lived in LA for ten years now, almost. Yeah, wow. Now, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, I told him there's this bar I've been hearing about. I want to go check it out. We walk in and uh, it's cracking. Villas on the on the, the stereo. Um, the bartender's just extremely friendly and very talented the drink was was incredible we had uh we had a great time it was uh it was you know beautiful people incredible drinks um and at need i say more dilla was on the stereo (laughs) it was done for me after that i was like yes so um you know i made myself a regular there and ended up funny story ended up befriending the manager and she grew up in Reno herself, mm-hmm. Carrie Heller. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't know that about each other. And I had kind of been hounding her uh, for a job. And as soon as she found out I was from Reno as well, um, she uh, she hit me up like three days later, sent me an Instagram DM. She's like, hey, you still looking for a job? Like, Reno came through for me. Mm-hmm. How funny is that in a city like Los Angeles, you know? You it's gotta wild. stick together. Mm-hmm. You gotta, gotta stick together. Look out for each other. Always. And it's crazy down here. Like it's <clears throat> there's so many, so many people from Reno or or know somebody from Reno. Like I, I'll go out, I'll go to a concert. Well, I used to go to concerts. <laughs> um and you know, running the running the old faces from from Sparks or Reno constantly. We out here, you know. No, yeah, every everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about DJing. How did you get into DJing originally? Because you were DJing here, yeah. Reno, pretty early, right? Mm-hmm. Before you left, yeah, man. Um, DJed my birthday party and some no special doubt. and weddings. Me and uh, I shot a no. photos for a wedding. He DJed a wedding. No doubt, yo Caesar. Remember when I drove on that beautiful <laughs> lawn? I joke. So I, I <laughs> story's, one story's mutual, fucking good. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was dumb. I I, I didn't. I shouldn't have done that. But, but I I was I was meant to carry all my equipment at this wedding, like two football fields. It was seemed like it seemed like okay. Hella far. So it it, it was, was like you know what? It was in Genoa. I'm just gonna drive, I'm just gonna drive on the lawn. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Nobody's out here. It's all good. And man, dude was so mad at me. I just had to be like, yo, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I didn't make a good decision. I'm sorry. 
it was a bad thing to do. But but also anyway. but also like for people who've been to weddings in Genoa, it's at this crazy historic house. And the property is huge. Like we would have had to been because I, I helped them. We would have had to like tug all these fucking huge ass speakers into like deep into that property. And it was fucking hot outside. It was summertime, you know, but let's just say, let's just say I've grown up a lot since then. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not as disrespectful of people's, uh, uh people's mani- manicured lawns. <laughs> the dude really pulled like a stay, stay off of my grass type of thing. Yeah. But, anyway. But yeah. That's, yeah. I got, got into DJing. You know, I've been, I've been a music lover for my entire life and, and constantly making mixtapes and, and trying to put, you know, I used to do, do mixtapes off the radio when I was like five, six years old, you know, the whole pause play mixtapes. And like, you would sit there and wait for your song to play on the radio. Right. And you would always start it a few seconds into the song because you're like, Oh shit, this is, this is my jam, whatever. Like probably like sh- shoot by salt and pepper, yeah, you yeah. know, something like that. Um, this is my jam. And you know, I had, I, I had, I wish I still had them. I don't have them anymore, but I would make tapes constantly. And um, a friend of mine, when I was 16, uh, in East Sparks, so I guess this would have been 2002, um, had acquired two turntables, a mixer, and a set of records um, through maybe nefarious means. I'm not really sure. Allegedly? Allegedly? He he ended up with these joints and... fell off a truck. Yeah, he was like, basically some dude owed him money and was like, here's here's this shit instead. And he was like, I don't want this shit. And so he gave them to me. So at the age of 16, or, or he stored them at my house, uh, air quotes there. Um, <laughs> and so I was 16 and, and got two Techniques 1200s and a, and a, you know, Vestax mixer and a set of records, 2001, 2002, maybe. Um, dropped off in my house and it was the one of the best things that ever happened to me i uh i was able i was able to start cutting and mixing and learning how to even handle records or and this was pre i mean this was pre youtube and shit like that from what i remember i mean they, i definitely had the internet Definitely Google or whatever Google was. Ask Jeeves some <laughs> shit back then. Ask Jeeves, yep. Yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, I remember getting, I don't even know what they were called, but uh, getting um, VHS tapes of like early A-Track and Cubert Invisible Scratch Pickles. Um, you know who, you know who put me on? Matt Lundahl, actually uh miles yeah miles's older brother matt yeah um he he was a dj before you know in the in the early 90s or or late 90s i guess and uh he showed me some of these videos and i just learned everything i could back then and um 
And then once like digital stuff came along, it took, it took some years, but 2007, 2008, 2009, I finally got into the kind of digital DJing game and then it popped off for me. Then I started playing gigs and the rest, the rest is DJ Greg Ray history. <laughs> Who, uh, when you first started DJing at 16, is there anyone you looked up to DJ wise? Oh yeah, for sure. That aforementioned a track. Um, he's like, he's the God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the goat for sure. Uh, Jazzy Jeff was a big one for me. Um, yeah. And being, uh, so, um, so close to the Bay area, invisible scratch pickles. Um, Hubert is, is an alien. He's incredible. And, um, Mixed Master Mike. I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. Nice. So Mike, Mike was always uh, always a huge ins- inspiration. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sure. Matt Lindahl. Uh, first time I ever freestyled was in uh, his ba- his basement when we were like 18 years old. Sitting no there, doubt. He was scratching, and I'm sitting there trying to freestyle over it. Like, how do I? How am I fucking supposed to do this? <laughs> this is hard. Hell yeah. I remember they had, uh, they had, you know, cause I, Miles is one of my best friends. So Matt was his older brother and we would all hang, hang around, but it was like definitely the older brother crew, you know, in the garage there. And they had, uh, you know, a uh, cardboard laid out on the floor and we're break dancing <laughs> and shit. And I'm like, I can't break dance. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. Um, Matt was you know, this is what this is what I'm 11, 11, 12 years old. But such a yeah, it was a kid that was just all about hip hop yeah. too. It was inspirational, you know, like being so young, just in sparks, and seeing these guys doing it, being it, you know, because hip hop, as you guys know, it's not it's not something you consume, it's something you are, something you live, you know. It's a lifestyle, it's a culture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The way of life. Yeah. No doubt. So yeah, they they were always always big inspiration, taught me tons of stuff and put me on to all sorts of great music and, and culture, as you said. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And now you know. <laughs> and now you know. Uh Speaking of meds call, I'm going to pour myself a little more. Just do it, because we always do it on the podcast. Get lost in the sauce. There you go. <laughs> it's Monday. I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> Is it Monday? <laughs> it's, it's always a blur now. Like Even right? I, even when I go to work, it's just like, I don't even know what day it is. It's all blurring together. I got, I've been consuming too much television. And, <laughs> and yeah, but... Yeah, working from home, man. Mm-hmm. And that, that's going to be a different game. That's going to be me at the end of this week, too. Working from home, going crazier and crazier. It's, it's important to, to separate, even if you're from home, be like, this is where I work. Mm-hmm. If you have the space to do so. I mean, I live in a tiny ass studio, so I don't I've got like my bed and I've got my chair. So if I'm not, it's like, I got to get out of bed and come to the chair if I'm going to do work. Yeah. But it's important for your mental. You got uh, yeah, to separate. I had to switch it up because I had my workstation set up where I chill. 
like in the same room in the in the hunting in the honeycomb hideout here. And I need I had to start working in the living room or the kitchen just to, so I wasn't sitting in the same room all the time. Straight up. You need separation between church and state. Yeah, more than that. I saw I saw uh, some article, I can't even remember what it was over the last couple of days. Um, some bullshit out of touch magazine was like, <laughs> in, in order to not go crazy during this pandemic, just sleep in your guest room. It's like a vacation. And I'm like, guest room? Fuck <laughs> the guest room. Who's got guest rooms out I there? Know, I don't know who you're talking yeah, to. It's not like you have a stoop you could you could sleep on, you know? Yeah. yeah all right, <laughs> I'm going to go. Go to your vacation it. house and change things up a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, set up a set up a little pallet in my closet and sleep there. Did a trust fund baby write that article or something? Always, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because like especially like you're you're like big city living you know like your studio like is probably like my bedroom and my mom's house is probably like three quarters of your studio yeah <laughs> I've, I've got i've got a decent i've got a decent spot um i've definitely lived in smaller places yeah, this is the crazy can we talk can we talk about you know real quick of this course. is the crazy shit. Mm-hmm. this is the crazy shit I lived, before I moved, I lived in my favorite place I ever lived in, in the Reno area. It was a studio on Center Street, uh, like right near um, the St. James Brasserie, right, like right across the street. There's these little um, studios that are standalone. They don't share yeah, walls yeah, with yeah. anybody. I remember, little, little brick house. Joints. I remember going in were, there. Yeah, what they were, they were built back when, because there used to be, I don't know if you guys know, there was a trolley. There was actually a pretty um, a pretty legit trolley system in Reno, early yeah, 1900s. Like, like, uh, like in San Francisco, you know how you, you hop on the mm-hmm. fucking trolley, whatever, go up Market Street. There was, there was a pretty uh, legit system in Reno, and it ran down Holcomb, and these little... Uh, these little studios were basically for the trolley workers. Uh, I'm talking like 1920s, 1930s um, to live in. Anyway, I was paying $650 for one of these joints in 2016, 2015, 2016 in Reno. I, you know, numerous people have lived there. Numerous of the homies lived there. I think Kayla lived there for a minute Garn- uh, after Garn- me. Yeah, um, and I checked back. Uh, yeah. Um, so to finish that thought, <laughs> trolley, 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 down Holcomb, down Holcomb, down Holcomb. You know the, the advent of of cars fucked up public transportation for a lot of Western cities um, because, you know, a lot of lobbyists back then paid for, for the car, for the car industry just murked public transportation because they wanted cars. people to buy cars. No, that's, and a, that's, an exa- that's why Reno, Reno, well, in Reno's got issues beyond that, obviously, mm-hmm. but as a lot of cities do, but it's seemingly so behind in, um, uh, city development, especially for the uh, the growth 
that it's experienced over the last years. You know, that's why construction, road construction is always so fucked up there. And, but anyway, back to this, back to this, uh, studio. I digress back to the studio. That's when it was going for like $1,100, like almost double over yeah. in three years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, this bitch was a shoe box. No, it's tiny, tiny. I mean, dope. Cause you don't share walls and whatever, but like, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm paying just a little bit more than that. And I live in fucking Hollywood. No, you know, it's like, like, like that was the thing. That was the thing. Yeah, like my friend pays has had a studio in Long Beach, like on the like a block from the beach. He's paying the same price people are in Reno. It's too much, man. It's I mean Reno is an incredible place. It's 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 a great place to live. It's obviously an incredible spot to raise a family because you know we came from it. So (laughs) true, (laughs) true, true. It puts out incredible people, but mm. damn. No, because be- before my baby the came, industries aren't paying enough. Yeah. You know, like rent, rent can't be that high because nobody's making that much that much money. Or the so average like, person the that lives here doesn't make that much money. But like that was a reason before the before Leia came, like the lady and I were thinking about moving to Los Angeles, like paying off our cars real quick so we have we don't go with debt, save up a little bit of money. And we would be paying just as much rent in Los Angeles. And like, I could do better. I could do more photo stuff than just fucking weddings, you know, up here. Telling you, man. And like, she wanted to leave too. But because of, you know, Leia came, we had to like switch plans a little bit. And now we're just, you know, stuck trying to get a house with this expensive ass fucking market. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, especially with this whole pandemic shit, I've, stopped trying to predict the future you know like great that, great that brings, that, yeah that brings me a lot of uh a lot of uh anxiety yeah when i think about what what might happen but it's got the bubble's got to burst at some point like no that's uh, crazy. just stacking chips right now hopefully by next year we got like a dope down payment especially with like i've been saving so much money not driving not going anywhere and there you go. And then they're thinking about giving us more money, you know? So hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully it's like Canada. Get that Yeah. Get that yeah. Get that two K a month. Start stacking some more chips. <laughs> Might even buy a Porsche. Who knows? Before all this started, what, what were you working on? Yeah, so uh all right, so I've been at the Normandy Club for a year and a half. I started as a part time bartender within four or five months um i was asked to uh be an assistant manager so i'm still just the assistant general manager there and i fucking love it Um, i i have been working nonstop to develop our weekend crowd right because like we didn't do any djs or um throw dance parties like that uh, previously and towards the end of 2019 I took on the projects of like all right we've got the space obviously we're in LA there are dope DJs at every turn there are also whack DJs <laughs> at every turn facts, so facts. it's a slippery slope but um people want to dance like we've already got the dope vibe people 
are there on a Friday night and we're cracking and, you know, we've got a group of 20, 20 somethings that are feeling themselves and they're like, where can we go dance? And I'm like, fuck that. Stay here. And, you know, let me put on, let me put on a playlist. Yeah. I was like, playlists aren't, playlists aren't going to get the job done. <laughs> so, um, I convinced the, the kind of powers that be to, um, let me build out an, an entertainment, uh, program and hire DJs and, um, DJ myself, uh, as well. And, um, I, we, it took us a few months to kind of build out the space and, you know, the disco balls everywhere and lights and get the sound right. And, you know, make it make it uh comfortable for a professional dj to come in and and throw down and they gave me the budget and i was getting to the point where we were really starting to crank and people knew that we were gonna have dope djs every weekend and um so yeah i was just i was just kind of getting done working building that and uh ready to kind of Really move on to take off, right? Yeah, it started to take off. I was ready to kind of move on to the the next project within the bar. Um, I had started practicing DJing myself a lot again. As I said earlier, I kind of took a break after I moved because I had been when I was in Reno for those last few years. I was DJing four nights a week, and low key got burnt out <clears throat> doing the bars and the clubs and the weddings and all that. I was like, all right it started to feel a little bit more like a job instead of wow. something that I really, really love to do. Uh, and then I got back into it last year and found that passion again. And so, yeah, just been, just been focusing on that and always, always getting better at bartending and, and showing people a good time. That's the kind of definition of what we do at the Normandy club, just take care of people and, Show them a good time. Nice. Yeah. And you know, just uh just to put this in your in your head, Sean and I are DJing a little bit as well. Hey, my boys. I mean kind of. Kind of. Well, I mean, that's what we did get paid. <laughs> we got paid one time. There we you got... go. Well it's it's, yeah. it's not about the money. No, we had we, guys, we had fun. We're turning down white we're ladies. To love yeah. And someone had offered to, to, to pay us to do it. Yeah. Beautiful. Fell That's back incredible. Back. Yeah, turning down white ladies, you know, because they're requesting songs and there's no request yeah, over just... here. <laughs> Sorry, not going to happen. If you want to hear your music, then you become a DJ. Did you guys have fun? Of course we did. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. See, all you all you need to be a DJ, obviously the, the barrier to entry uh for DJing in particular has has uh it basically doesn't exist anymore. There are you I I can DJ on my iPad with a free app right now mm-hmm. and I don't even need I don't even need a collection of songs. There's a, there's apps out there that will link to SoundCloud or Spotify. Yep. Yeah, I you got know. one of those. I got one, you know. Yeah. And so the barrier, there is no barrier. All you need is love for music and the desire to play jams for people. 
and everything, all the technicalities, either you learn or you don't, but <laughs> I trust, I trust you guys who have impeccable taste and, uh, and a true passion for music to crush it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been saving up with all this going on to get some actual 12 inch turn, some turntables and a mixer. <laughs> There you go. Put the word out to Elzo and JT. I was like, hey, if you guys come across any, holler at me. Let me know. Time has come finally (laughs) to invest in this lifelong dream. Yeah. That's awesome. So so maybe maybe in the future, you know, we could be at the Norman. Collab. Yeah. No doubt. Um, That makes me happy. I'm glad to hear it. It's it's funny because I've moved away from two turntables and a mixer. Uh, I don't even have a laptop anymore. So the way I used to get down was with a Technics 12 inch turntable and one mixer that I link into a tractor. I've always been a native instruments tractor uh, guy since 2008 or whatever, as opposed to Serato or, or other uh, software. Um, but my laptop ended up taking a shit on me and I haven't purchased another one. So I've got an iPad and I seriously have been DJing. The tractor has a free app on the iPad and I have a little mixer that I just plug right in lightning cable, uh, right (laughs) into the iPad. And you know, the thing about it is though, I've got a vast library of music that I've been amassing for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that allows me to be able to get busy on the little tractor yeah. on my iPad. But it's crazy coming from when I started almost 20 years ago, first messing around with DJing and having to have your records and and know how to handle them and carry them around and deal with, oh, you show up to the spot and the guy's turntables... <laughs> are whack or yeah. the needles are fucked up or, or whatever, <laughs> having to overcome all those obstacles and be like, nope, I got, I can hold my whole joint in one hand, you know, you just need a and plug show up anywhere and be able to rock a party. It's, it's, it's a brave new world for aspiring DJs. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all the better for it, honestly. Yeah. My boy, uh, we interviewed a couple months ago. He just, we, he would travel around the world. And because he had his little laptop and a little mixer, he could DJ and bartend no matter where he all through Southeast Asia, just mm-hmm. find someone who works on a get a connection, you know, build a relationship and just he could work DJing and bartending wherever he went. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, uh, should we take should we take our first break, Caesar? Oh, I really want to talk about I we always make uh, I always talk to Damien and Katie about Damien and Katie's halfway health. So everyone from Reno. Ah, uh, yes. Everyone from Reno, they stay at Damien and Katie's for like six months until they could get their own place because they do have a spare they, bedroom. They have uh, East, East Sparks Originals, both both yep. Damien Ocker, Katie Bauckham, um have lived in L.A. for 10 years or so. And they have hosted five or six different of our friends um, 
who have you know come down to uh to you know make a life make a life for themselves down here and they have allowed allowed us to uh crash on their couch (laughs) and i was i was very i'm i count myself very lucky to uh to have been one of them uh you know they're beautiful people and oh yeah uh extremely generous um to allow their homies just to kind of crash out while i mean it got to the point i i had dropped when i got down here i had dropped 82 82 resumes uh at people at places that were actively hiring and it i didn't get one callback 82 (laughs) it was and i thought i thought my i thought my resume was pretty dope too like i wasn't coming down just like a scrub like i was like i had years and management and high level bartending and all this shit um I just couldn't make it connect and I it got to like that second month even with staying at uh at Damien and Katie's house uh free of rent that I was like if I don't get a fucking job like I still got bills to pay I got a car payment I got you know debt whatever uh I'm I'm gonna have to move back to Reno (laughs) and at the time at the time I really didn't want to I was I was you know there was a certain certain level of pride, I guess, but you know, I, I came down here to do something, and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna leave before doing it, you know, and, or trying, and yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to to really make a life for myself down here, but it got got to the point where I was kind of talking to him like, hey, like, thank you for this, but I might have to be out, <laughs> uh, and I ended up calling my cousin, who has connects and and. There's a little bit of nepotism, you know, goes a long way. <laughs> and he got me, he got me that in, interview of Broken Spanish and the rest is history. And you know what the fucked up thing is? It's so much easier to get a job once you already got a job. No, I keep telling it's that like, to people all the fucking time. It's, it's like what most devs said. Why would I need ID if I had ID? You know, <laughs> it, it's the questions, boy. Oh, man. It's the questions. Yeah, but no. yeah, Damien and Katie. I still talk to them every day. Yeah, Katie. Katie got a skateboard uh, recently. I saw that, and she was like, "Can we have a socially distant skate session together?" <laughs> so we met at a parking lot, you know, because like all the parks here are closed. Yeah. So like, there's this kind of tennis court, tennis court recreation area. Uh, with just a big ass flat asphalt parking lot that was ghost. So we, uh, I took her down there and we skated around a little bit. And That's it good. Was nice. Just start her out on little curb cutouts, you know, little parking uh, blocks, like baby well, steps. Knowing her, she's going to end up shredding. So yeah, because she's, she already knows karate and I'll fuck your shit exactly. up. Exactly. She's athletic. Yeah. She's got the. Already. And she knows she's just one of those types of people. Once she sets her mind to doing something, it's game over. Yeah. yeah, it's game over. Yeah. Salute to you, Baku. Salute to Katie. Teach me a Steve. teach me a roundhouse and how to cuss in French. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of Steve Bakum, though, he's he's been DJing a lot. He's been DJing on Twitch over yeah. the last couple of weeks, and he makes beats and, uh, and he makes beats and all kinds of stuff. 
his beats are tasty. Uh, you know, you guys know that's my brother. So like, yeah. I've, I've been getting on what when he DJs on Twitch and just kind of vibing out with him, and it's been cool. That's one of the fucking cool things about this um, this situation we're in, like doing shit like this, you know. And I know you guys have been doing this podcast for a couple years, and and you know, but it's nice to sit here and chop it up with y'all. And I haven't, you know, even even moving like life is always so hectic, right? Right. We've got we're at that age where we've got loved ones all over the world and and it feels so often difficult to keep up with not only family but friends and and even friends that live down the street it's difficult to keep up with sometimes and this situation that we're in has has uh really allowed for a lot of face-to-face or a lot of connection over over uh over the internet um, that wasn't really happening beforehand in my yeah. own life, um, no. which is, which has been a blessing. Yeah. No. And, and everyone's life. Cause like, uh, yeah. like, you know, I, talk- I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, you know, Jack Johnson from Vegas, you know, like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to have him. I still talk to him all the time. Yeah. We're going to have him on after you. Good. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, and like, he's a good dude. Dude. He's so fucking funny. We got so much fucking wild ass stories. He's a talented guy. Yeah. He's another one of those dudes where it's like, all right, if he decides to do something, yeah, you better watch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I used to be the type of guy that, like, if you FaceTime me unsolicited, like, if you get <laughs> if you get at me without like shooting a text, like, yo, can, you want to FaceTime at this time? Then that's like an instant reject. Uh, no, from me, dog. Like. But I've had some people that, like, I'm not even that close to or I didn't even really feel that close to or just old homies or whatever get at me unsolicited. And it's just been, like, a, the bright spot in my day, nice. you know? Yeah. Like, yo, what's up? And just seeing a seeing a fucking smiling face on the other end, it's like, <laughs> talking it's to money. Talking to another adult and shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty dope. We gotta have that social connection. Mm-hmm. Especially being being a bartender, where I'm used to dealing with hundreds of people a night in the dark. <laughs> on a yeah, on a yeah, on a one on one basis, yeah. and, and chopping it up and bullshitting and, and vibing out. It's, it has been a weird adjustment, mm-hmm. you know, especially because I live alone and like yeah, my girl's just a mile up the road and we see each other, but where are those hundreds of people a night that I'm, I'm used to seeing. But that's it. Just, uh, that's all I wanted to talk about with salute to, uh, Damien and Katie's halfway house for East sparks residents. Yeah. They've, they've, they've put on, they've put on for the city for sure. Yeah. So salute to you guys. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see them soon. I got, I possibly have something coming up in LA in the fall. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens, mm-hmm. especially because we can't get together. You know, I possibly have an like a gallery thing in Los Angeles, like Long Beach area. So we'll see what happens. I would love that, man. Mm-hmm. Any reason to go to L.A. and see the homies, like you said, it's super hard, even though you guys live so close to each other to even see anybody. 
It really is. It's crazy. Mm. I mean, life is just so hectic. Yeah. Life is just hectic. The 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 capitalist system in which we live it's mandatory. does not does not allow for you know a relaxed social schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, because cash rules, baby. Cream, get the money. Dollar, 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 dollar. Bill, y'all. <laughs> well, that's a good uh, intro into uh, my song of the week. Is it Wu Tang? No, it's not Wu Tang, but we always talk about Wu Tang every episode. <laughs> Is it Griselda? Uh, it's actually West Side Fucking Gun. <laughs> yes. See, that's why we're I'm friends. That's why we're fucking friends, Grayson. That's why we're fucking I'm friends. This album. I fucking love West Side. Dude, the, I love West Side. Yeah. So, my song of the week is off West Side Gun's new album, Pray for Paris. And it's that song, French Toast. So, uh, listen. And, listen. The one with Wale, right? Yeah, the one with Wale. Yeah, this is a banger. The first ad the, the lib and all kinds of shit. Like, coo, coo, coo. so uh, listen and enjoy, DC, guys. Maryland, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> listen and enjoy, guys. Uh, we'll be right back. Salud. Choke me while I eat it. Oh, hands by the move, I put tower in the evening. We can laugh over French toast, but y'all don't call it French toast. French toast. Don't worry about me, bitch. I've been dope. You see the roses in my intro. My intro. That's Valentino. Valentino. Cocaine, spider seeds, cappuccino. Cappuccino. Heard you just killed the Mad Mad Show. Mad Show. Used to sell crack out the back door. But now I'm out here in Paris, crushing on you, bitch. I'm out here in Paris, just crushing. Sending shots, motherfucker, drink up. Your bar is tender like umbrella and cup. Niggas never confront me, but on the humble, I can never hit ya. Cause you a broad, you just domestic as fuck. What's up? Yeah. Nobody can miss ya. What's up with the big top? Yeah. Never gonna switch ya. They all every bishop. Yeah. My team's special like we 11 let's kick this shit off. I'm Steve Tasker and Buffalo running, I'ma get ya. I'm embarrassing. Yeah, I'm embarrassing. Never been before. Boo. Don't embarrass yourself. I'm in love with my queens, I make a scene with your bitch My chain look like it's Rude Paris, I swear again I deserve all this money, I deserve every bitch And we both pray for Paris, but mine ain't Paris kicks Mine work for Rihanna, mine fancy as shit Mine working for Virgil, like DBIC but flip I just happen to rap, that dancing ain't one my lips I'm all France with gone, the fragrance of brick I spray guns that bland, my ray guns from damn My SBs is old, your SBs is trash and my bees are old, but my wings is fresh. Brought out machine and butcher, boy, we gon' need the bread. All my queens is gold, 
All my freaks still bad. Somehow I leave them open like I'm a scream from Shaq. In Paris, crushing on you. That was Caesar's song of the week. That was French Toast by West Side Gun featuring Wale. Bunk, 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 bunk. Wale. <laughs> what, however they say it, but like Griselda, Grayson, like you were saying. They always, dude, out, out there out of like what, New York, uh, Buffalo, New York, they're all from or yeah, something? Yo, yeah, but that one's a little thug. That, that one's a little thug and B. You know how much I love that thug and B. That ad lib in the beginning was fucking no hilarious. And like, no kind of like, kind of sounds like Ghostface. Kind of sounds like Action Bronson at the beginning. Kind of well, sounds yeah, like the well, shit I love. All right, all right. <laughs> action, action sounds like Ghostface. Very true. Westside, Westside definitely has that same style, mm-hmm. that same, that same vocal register, the cadence. A little bit, but not all the time, though. Yeah, not, not all the time. Not all the time. And, yeah, the thing is, like, West Side Gun is dripping originality. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you can tell that he's not putting on because he wants to be like Ghostface. He is yeah. just himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple of things to say about this shit. If you guys don't mind me going <laughs> in, go on, boy, go going on, Westside, incredible. Conway, incredible. The fact that that motherfucker got shot in his face <laughs> and it affects it affects his his rap voice like Fifty Cent and like I don't rapping is hard. You guys know mm-hmm. it is hard to be a good rapper, right? Like not even just lyrically, obviously, which is extremely difficult. Not everybody can do it. There are a million whack rappers out there, but sounding good on a microphone is is it doesn't come naturally. I've tried to rap. Nobody, <laughs> nobody will ever hear any of that shit. Uh, Conway, Conway's the fucking man. That's all I'm saying. Motherfucker got shot in the face, mm. still killing it on the microphone. And then Benny, Benny the Butcher, Butcher, fucking incredible amazing. beats. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to speak on Wale real quick. So do it, do it. Feature, featuring on that French show song, you said Thug and B. Like Wale, that's his thing, right? He he raps for the ladies. He didn't always though. Like he he it's my view and it's a controversial view and I've gotten into it with quite a few people about 
about this view. Wale, from the years of 2007 to 2010, was the best rapper alive. Wale. I mean, he definitely was like looked at as one of the next, the next yeah. great best rapper alive. <laughs> That's a hot take. Wale. That's a hot take for sure. No, and yo, hot take for real. But you got to look at 2007, 2010. Obviously, who else came out? Yeezy, Yeezy was doing his shit, mm-hmm. but Weezy was really putting on. That's that was the height of mixtape mixtape Wayne. Yes, like Carter thirty six, incredible. Mm-hmm. Wale. 100 miles and running, mixtape about nothing. If you don't know, you better you better go listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. No, like, I like, don't that, his favorite album of mine is Attention Deficit Disorder. Yes. I think that came yes. out in like 2010. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that was kind of the beginning of, of his, uh, transition. His transition, mm-hmm. exactly. He got, he got signed by, uh, by, uh, you know, Ross. He's, uh, Made, he's made back music yes. all day mm-hmm. and he switched it up. And the thing is, it's all good. He's still rapping his ass off, but he's just rapping for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Whereas old raps used to be like braggadocio, like, you know, the shit that I like. In well, rap. well, like, that's I the thing. Gonna, I thought he was going to be what J. Cole has become. Yes, exactly. Word, mm-hmm. word. But like, I, I, that's what I, I, I kept waiting. I'm like, this dude has bars. And he did, he went a different direction. You know, that's his choice. Yeah, uh, he, it's his art. But like, as you grow, you mature, you know, like sometimes people go in the direction you want them to, but they are their own person as well. 100. Mm-hmm. But 100%. he still puts out some good ass bars, though. Like that last album, he had a, like he had a bunch of Thug and B on there, but he, had, he also had a bunch of bars on there. Bars for days. And I was stoked. I specifically hit up. I've got I've got a homie. Uh, Damon, he's from Philly, and we talk rap all the time. And I've told him my views on Wale, and he's been like, ah, <laughs> "See, like it's oh a no. hot take. It's a hot take, but Grayson." I, I hit him. I was like, "Yo, I'm super stoked to see Wale is on this on this uh, West Side record. It's it's just nice to hear him on a hard ass rap record, some hard body That's shit. It is, mm-hmm. you know." But and like what's dope about that Griselda album, there was no samples whatsoever. Like everything they produced themselves and things like that. And like that's what makes it so awesome because they know they come from that gritty, like you could hear like that Wu Tang grit from like ninety three in there, you know? And everything like that. So like Griselda and so even what I was talking about, it's like the perfect blend of like that old school nineties street. Mm-hmm. But still, they have like the the modern sensibilities of like what is yeah. happening right now in modern hip hop. No, e- even Royce, my guy Royce, salute to you, Royce. He even said was like Griselda is doing what Slaughterhouse should have done. One hundred, one hundred percent. Because Slaughterhouse, like, if they really came off the ground, other than that first album, like, because they had so much fucking lyricists in that fucking group. Just like they do at Griselda, but they did it a little bit different, a little tweaked, and that's why Griselda is doing better than Slaughterhouse. I got to give a shout out. You know who hit me up last night? Bill Chan hit me up, and he's like, "Do you still listen to Slaughterhouse?" And we were we were talking about this, and I I, I was like, "You got." I've been listening to the new Royce, and I was like, "You got to check out uh, 
This West Side Gun. Yeah, like, whew. yo. Now that we're, do you still listen? We're talking rap music. Yeah. I don't want to bounce around, do but it. like, I cannot, I cannot really fuck with the new Royce or the latest Royce. It's not so new anymore, I guess. Yeah. In the the fast pace mm-hmm. world we live in, Royce is my but guy. Royce is my guy. It, he's he's fucking great. He's obviously raps at a really high level. I just nothing he raps about clicks with me. Also, what's up with all the anti-vaxxer shit? Yeah, like, some of his conspiracy shit is wild. I like, like, I like to go messy. into that wormhole. That's he's, my he's shit. A little messy. He's a little messy with some of the shit he says. That's Yo. how I am. See, that's why. Like, that's songs I love off his that's new fair. album, Tricked, and like a quarter of the shit he says, I completely disagree. It's like, this, <laughs> this is messy. This is, in, this, you're, this, you're wilding out too much here. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. Royce is my guy. I'm messy too. You know, you know, you know my wormhole conspiracy shit. There's always holes in the wormhole. So yeah. Hey, we, we all are. Mm-hmm. We live. I feel like we live in a prime time for that shit. Too. Yeah. It's like so, everywhere you turn. I can't even go on Facebook anymore. People posting too much wild shit. <laughs> you, yeah. guys, you, you guys see that just today? The fucking Navy said that they they are they released video of three. UFOs and shit. Three UFOs. Three, three UFOs. See, like, salute. What's a UFO? Yeah, salute to unidentified uh, flying object. Yeah, salute to uh, Big Jesse. He he supposedly has a friend in NASA, and he says, with like 20, 2025, they'll finally start telling people they are aliens because now, like, the average person will be ready for it mentally. Before, before we go on to world news, let's see <laughs> we gotta start. We gotta start a new video. So I'm going to send you guys the invite. All right. A little pause, and then uh, we'll come cool. back. All right? Cool. All right. <laughs> it's going to speak for us. It's just speak for itself, you know what I mean? Season, fuck up my pastor, darling, to Jesus, peace. Yeah. Dropping this blow on the basement floor, my yeast is squeaking. Yeah. Revenant fan, I pledge allegiance. Undefeated, fuck the 40 acres and the mule. They gave us niggas the eagle. Hot pot, spoons, and needles. Yeah. Sold a piece of crack to police and Mario Van Peebles. Uh. Serving every prime green and pookie with that vanilla smoothie. Scary, Gary, nigga, my neighborhood, something like delusion. Yeah. Vladimir Banana Clip, move with Russian collusion shooters. Uh. Fuck a track hole, selling that pussy on computers. Yeah. Pippin' and never die, Chad Butler and Heaven. Chunk and deuce, oh, chunk and deuce a hard white fish. Then I made a wish for yeah. smoking scrubbing down my kitchen. I'm never gonna wash a dish. It's yeah. Mr. Clean, pass all power model. These yeah. niggas don't know how hard you riding for their ass till you park it. In 1998, I sold the Glock 19 chopper. 2018, I'm finna reclaim my fucking time and cop the roadie flooded. Maxine Waters, yeah. fuck your poison, keep the vaccines off us. We got a reality star in the goddamn office, quite like the Reagan days. Fernando yeah. said he used to move chickens in the Noriega days. Yeah. I disrespect his name. He signed my face with the razor blade Baby Tony, top of the family like Johnny Sacramone Topping up this block, white topper, some Yoshi Yamamoto's uh, Whoever killed him first gon' get promoted Boy, I was getting away with murder before Benzel fucked by Yola Gangsta K Young nigga, dope money, just half at it, nigga Make money, more money, mathematics, nigga Popos, they coming for your money, nigga Play low I mean low, like no money, nigga. Young nigga, dope money, just half at it, nigga. Make money, more money, mathematics, nigga. Popos, they coming for your money, nigga. Play low, I mean low, like no money, nigga. Yo. 
Real bars are the ill bars. These scars are the only real proof they couldn't kill gods. My coke hand is still sketching out my memoirs. What I did to door panels on them wind stars. Gym stars left cuts in the dinner place. It's new stash spots, the AC don't just ventilate. Take over your blocks, young niggas assimilate. We all break bread like going Dutch on a dinner date. The love of your life, rap nigga wear fake watches. The serial number don't match the gift boxes. The bezel on her battle on blue. Do the Tanache, the bitch told me two-tone rollies was too blase yeah. Way more chemical than political PTSD from what I weighed on the digital It was snowfall and Reagan gave me the visual Obama opened his doors knowing I was a criminal I took a risk, I took a brick Took a road trip to a Motel 6 Get it wholesale and you know I won't tell shit Ride coattails then he really won't that lit just another in the mix, nigga. I'm rich, nigga. Tell me, is you Alpo or Mitch, nigga? Bet it all, roulette all on my wrist, nigga. Like Cleo setting it off, taking your bitch, nigga. Ooh! Young nigga, dope money. Just half at it, nigga. Make money, more money. Mathematics, nigga. Popos, they coming for your money, nigga. Play low, I mean low, like no money, nigga. Young nigga, dope money. Just half at it, nigga. Make money, more money. Mathematics, nigga, low low. Like talking to baby mama, nigga. Fake rap. Tell that bitch this is that show money, nigga. I know a guy in my neighborhood. He came home from work one day and caught his best friend in the hall with his wife. They had all day to go to bed. Pulled out a 45 and shot both of them. Next morning, his friend went down to the jail. He said, Fred, don't take it so hard. He said, it could have been worse. He said, what you mean it could have been worse? He said, man, two people dead. I might get the electric chair. You tell me it could have been worse? He said, yeah, baby, it could have been worse. He said, what you mean? He said, hell, if you'd have came Thursday instead of Friday, you'd have gotten me too. Welcome back, guys. Uh, that was Sean's pick of the week or song of the week, and it was the Palm Olive by Gangsta Gibbs. Featuring Killer Mike, Pusha T, and Mad Lib. Yeah, you know I love the the soul samples mm -hmm. with Mad know. Lib. Yeah, but uh, Pusha T's verse so hard talking about going to the White House and visiting Obama, even mm -hmm. though he was a criminal, even though he knew he was a criminal, uh, just all around. Freddie Gibbs, of course. You know, this I mean, this album we played other songs from this album. Mm -hmm. And just like Freddie Gibbs has gone so long, he's like moved to LA and everything like that. He's been in LA for years, and just like Freddie Gibbs has been a fan of him since um, uh, DJ Ski came out with that mixtape, that Cadillac uh, box Cadillac back in the day. And no he was doubt. like, he did the LRG mixtape, just like Raekwon did a bunch of LRG mixtapes. Like Freddie Gibbs has been on my radar for at least a fucking decade now. And they got Killer Mike. We're fans of Killer Mike and Pusha T. You know my one of my favorite dope man ever. Legend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time I Freddie go Gibbs. The thing is, Freddie Gibbs. He's an elite rhymer. Mm -hmm. he, elite. His shit breaks down just just technically so uh, so fine. It's like it's very 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 top notch. Super I think. They're super dense rhymes. Yes. Dense, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he's uh 
you know, we used to talk about back in the day, it would always be like internal rhymes, you know, like how many rhymes in one bar. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the end of each bar, but how many internal rhymes? And his is like popping, and I love and it. And his part, his partnership with Madlib has been ace because, yes. as you said, it's the, that soulful shit that Madlib brings and the, balances the, out the, his rapid fire because he's so intense and so fast and so dense. Mm-hmm. Slow beats on it. They they complement each other a lot. And you know, and when you come out with an album that's called Cocaine Piñata, if that's not a balance, I don't know what the fuck is. Hey, no, but it's crazy because every time I like I go to like an interview or try to like pump myself up for you know to like um, try to win like a like say like a photo thing, I either play Freddie Gibbs or Pusha T, and that gets Mm -hmm. me and that gets me in that fucking zone. So no doubt. Salute to salute to Freddie Gibbs and Pusha T. You don't know how many jobs you guys got me <laughs> <laughs> on the fucking reel. All right. Well, now we're gonna do the meandering questions here, Grayson. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's meander. <laughs> <laughs> First question: mm-hmm. uh, What's been your favorite streaming service uh, to use during the lockdown? Well, at as, as I said earlier, I don't watch too much shit, but I have had Hulu for a minute. And so I've been on Hulu, but I recently copped Netflix again after many, many years off the sauce. And I got to say Netflix, we're talking videos, right? Yeah, whatever. No, what, or music or whatever. <laughs> Yo, because Spotify, I'm Spotify all day, <laughs> every day. Since 2009. <laughs> I got on Spotify. That's a decade. And yeah, like but it's just Apple Music can get fucked. I don't fuck with any of that shit. Spotify all day. But Netflix, uh, and I gotta say, they've got a great selection of music documentaries, and that's what I've been watching a lot. They also have the entire David Attenborough uh collection. So oh, like man. that's my shit. Yo, that's- me too. I don't like to watch too much shit, but I love mm. watching music documentaries. I love watching comedies, and I fucking love watching nature <laughs> with David Attenborough. Have you, there's a new one out, uh, Earth at Night, but it doesn't have David Attenborough. See, get, get out of here with that shit. I was so disappointed. He's He is a goddamn treasure. He is a, a human treasure. <laughs> Shout out David Attenborough all day. Legend. Mm-hmm. All right, so next one. Favorite place to order from from your phone or like to go place. What's popping out there in LA? You getting tacos or what? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I've been cooking a lot at home recently, which has been cool. But you know, like I'm not a chef, so I do <laughs> have to eat out. I what I realized I would what I realize is one of my fucking main hobbies is going out to eat and to bars. Like, yeah, I was like, Oh shit. As soon as I can't do that shit anymore, I'm like, damn, I spend a lot of fucking time doing that. Um, so ordering to go, I got a shout out, uh, all time. All time is a cafe, um, in Los Feliz, Los Angeles, uh, They've been my jam since they opened. What do they year, serve? Year and a half. What do they serve out there? 
so they do it's it's a it's a coffee shop that they so during the day they've got like great breakfast incredible coffee and like uh nice sandwiches for lunch and shit and then they flip for dinner service um really incredible dinner like that's where lauren took me for uh for my uh birthday last year actually um really great i've hit them up for to go a couple times little doms Little Dom's is a is an Italian joint. All right, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Because <laughs> I could keep going. There's no, there's LA's so much the great be- food. Like, LA is the best because of all the great food. No, because that's the thing. When I was younger and like riding BMX and going to LA, I was just like, ah, it's kind of hard. Everything was like in small crevices, and like you had to like know some people to get some good food. And now as they got yeah. older, like the food culture in LA has just fucking been fucking amazing. And it's been so dope. There's so many great chefs doing that mm. thing out here. It's incredible. Especially like where you're at with like Los Feliz, Silver Lake, you know, like East Hollywood, even like North Hollywood. K-Town. Got, yeah. Korea, Koreatown for food all fucking day. Dude. Dance on sauce, Sun Nong Dan. I, Shout out, I remember Koreatown stumbling three in the morning uh, by the J Wan building, just stumbled into this place and there were just old people smoking inside, like old Koreans smoking inside. And I went yes. in there and some of the best fucking food I fucking had at three in the morning. <laughs> a bunch of cold beer, a bunch of delicious food. They do it right. Mm-hmm. Like K-Town is fucking fun. It's Shout so out fun. K-Town. Mm-hmm. Go to LA, go to K Town. You need um you need a tour guide, holler at Grayson or salute to Abel. Abel, what's up? Abel. Yeah. Shout out Abel. Yeah. What's the next, Sean? Oh, so you were gonna talk about this earlier. What's the best thing you've watched on movie show uh since we've been on uh, lockdown? Okay. See, I, I feel like I, I got multiple answers for all these, but I gotta I gotta narrow it down. Um, the best thing I've watched, honestly, it's probably gotta be a ZZ Top documentary on Netflix. You guys, you guys familiar with ZZ Top? Of course. The, the rock and ro- rock and rollers from Texas with the long beards. Um, watch that documentary, man. They're just the most legit dudes just solid fucking people great rock and roll um i really really enjoyed that and our and our planet with david attenborough (laughs) i I started re-watching our planet because i couldn't find any other new ones yeah (laughs) i've watched that joint like three times so i can sleep at night yeah (laughs) Also, I, I am going to give multiple answers. What, Do it. what I was going to say for the for the for the joint of the week earlier, I watched Knives Out um, last weekend, and that yeah. shit blew my top off. There's this one part where the shit's really going down. Have you guys seen it? I haven't no. seen it. Yeah. All right, there, you guys should watch that shit. No, it's I'm, great. I'm waiting. When the, the lockdown happened, we were going to go. Yeah. The camera work. There's this one part where they go from a from a. a I don't know the technical term, but they go from a fixed camera that's like obviously on like a, you know, a joint where it's fixed to where it's handheld and it fits the action of the scene and so the well. Mm-hmm. It's like, and the story's great. It's a lot of fun. Have you seen the new guy, Richie, the gentleman? 
I want to see that. I fuck with Guy Ritchie heavy. Is it good? That it's shit good. is great. fucking... Even it's the great. lady who hasn't seen too many Guy Ritchies was like, this movie was fucking good. All right. Where, where's that streaming? Um, Not yet. But it's out on DVD. All right. I'm about to I cop it. I haven't watched the DVD in like 10 years. So. No. That's how good yeah. it is. I'm going to buy it. I don't buy too much. Hey. But Guy Ritchie... Like, he fucked up on King Arthur. Like, don't get me wrong. It was like fucking... I didn't see that one. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. But the the gentleman... Woo! 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 And they got some All fucking... Right. I'm, glad to, I'm glad to hear that cosign. Because I mm. one of my homies... One of my homies was like... This was a couple months ago. A few months ago. It's like, you want to go to a movie? I got a free credit or whatever. I was like, yeah, I want to go see the gentleman. And he was like, oh, I was thinking this... Um, Nicholas Cage, this new Nicholas Cage movie that's based off a off a uh now I can't remember his name. Anyway, we went and saw the Nicholas Cage movie and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you need a new friend, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the gentleman, hard body, crazy twist at the end, and like just guy Richie knows how to do some UK gangster shit. Love it. Fantastic. Fucking love it. Snatch is one of my all-time favorites. Dude, so. like Snatch, Lockstock, like, you know, like he did, like, he did good in the Sherlock ones, but King Arthur was like, it's the worst one as of yet, but still. Sherlock, the Sherlock joints were great, I thought. No, no, yeah. they, they were good, but it's definitely, it's just weird when you're thinking about Snatch and Lockstock, yeah. you know, yeah. for him to like transition to that, but he still did really good. But then King Arthur was just a little, a little too much. I didn't like it too much, but. What do you miss most during this lockdown? Um, straight up, just hugs, <laughs> like hugs. Yo, this is this is what I thought. Like, so I'm a bartender, right? Yeah. I see, I see. I'm lucky. I see literally hundreds of different people a night, and a solid portion of of that quantity of people are are folks that I've come to to be pretty close with and, and really enjoy and get excited about seeing. And there has been talk about um, like handshaking going the way of the Buffalo, you know, like <laughs> where we won't be handshaking. I love dapping people up and I feel like I've perfected it. Too. <laughs> like, you know, you know, we've all experienced that awkward handshake yeah. where I don't know if you're going for a traditional handshake or a pound yeah, or yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a slap and that and everybody like I I've taken on, I think, what's what's a very East Coast um, way of, of dapping. There's no there's no pound involved. It's just a it's just a slap and a and a, a interlock, a quick interlock of fingers like a bop, bop and you're good. And honestly, hearing that, like, that might not be cool to do for quite some time, I'm like, fuck, like, I love dapping people up across the bar and, like, hugging people and just that, just that proximity, that close proximity of touch for the people that I care about, you know? That's what I miss. So, Grayson, FYI, next time I go to L.A., I'm at the Normandy, I'm just going to walk back there. Climb over the bar. Just I, fucking pop. It's already it it's already tight. Like it's tight back there with like three bartenders. Just wait till this big hard body goes in there with the fucking uh silverback gorilla shape. 
and just lifts you up. Please, please. <laughs> what's the? First, I can't wait. What's the first thing you're gonna do when all this is over? Yo, like, go to a fucking concert. That's as soon as I can go to a concert, I am going to do that. Yeah, you gotta that's, wait. You gotta wait till next year for that one. Well, yeah, that's the fucked up shit about it. Uh, along with going out and hugging people, that's that's <laughs> one of my main hobbies. Is hugs, going to see live music, right? Hugs number and then concerts number two. And then concerts, yeah. As soon as I can't go support live music again, that's that's what I'm going to do. Well, you made it through the, and I encourage you all to do the same as well. <laughs> Well, congratulations, yes. you made meandering questions. You made it through. We meandered. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Mm -hmm. so, Excellent meandering. Hey, uh, are we live right now? No. Is this, no, it's not a live no. situation. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. so. Katie Bauckham just texted me. Are you, are you on Sean and Caesar's podcast? <laughs> Tell like, her yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She heard. She she heard. Mm -hmm. Heard around the grapevine. I always post a story whenever we, we start recording on the on the Insta. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Word. Did you post my baby on there? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I, just, I took a picture of that. Yeah, I was I was just like, "Team Money, the baby is <laughs> on the gram, probably." But Fuck boy uh, of the week. This is yours, Sean, right here. The leader of the North Carolina protests. He led the protests in North Carolina a couple weeks ago, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, they And they think he got it at the protest. No shit. <laughs> what a surprise. Do they think that? <laughs> they, they probably think it's a conspiracy and they're like, no, they, the government gave it to him because he was out there with his rifle, bulletproof vest and lock stock and two smoking barrels. Yeah, apparently isn't he's not working. So, uh, or is working from home. So they think probably got it. Cause that's like the only, one of the only times he's been out. Yeah. Fucking idiot. You know, I, I try so hard in these times to maintain a level of empathy, but sometimes I'm like, you fucking deserved it. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like when you see the people yelling at the nurses, calling them actors. Get that, like, fuck out of here! Right? There's no limit to anything. It's like <sighs> that's the same with the Sandy Hook families. Like, no! Oh yeah. my god, Alex Jones! Alex Jones can suck my dick. Am I allowed to say that on your po of podcast? Of course, from the fucking from the back. back. From the back. Fuck <laughs> that motherfucker. Oh. All you know, that's the thing. These people, even the people who mean well and are trying to just like go to church, go to fucking Easter services or whatever, they're going to get got. They think God's got them in their hands, but. You know what they say? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. 100%. Mm -hmm. Bars. <laughs> Caesar, you got a hero of the week, right? Hero of the week. So this 14 year old. He wrote a poem about his autism, and now he's getting a publishing deal. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. 
From his poetry, huh? From his poetry about his autism. So obviously introspective. You know, Boppy loves that shit all fucking day. And now he's getting a publishing deal. That's beautiful, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Salute to you. Doing great things. That's a a fresh setter right there. Mm -hmm. 14 years old. About to start making little short stories, some books. Who knows? But yeah. Inspiring I don't, yo, I don't want to speak out of turn and I don't know a lot about the subject, but it seems to me that a lot of young people with autism are really special, man. Like can, can, can communicate. I I know it's, it's a struggle all day just to live and, Mm -hmm. and to, to parent somebody with autism. That's why I say, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it seems like there are even, even though like uh the way uh um uh, what's the what's the term that i'm looking for uh the way we communicate mm-hmm. might not be the way folks with autism communicate but the way in which they can communicate can be extremely deep man that's that's what i want to say and the thing is they're just wired a little bit different but they say that they're like well, it gives them a different different perspectives on the thing you know they they sometimes perceive the world differently than the average person yeah absolutely and it gives them a different perspective and but they're what's awesome is they're hyper focused on something so when what they're hyper focused on they um do really 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 well yeah so that's just like amazing and like with poetry and poetry is very difficult just like rapping you know there's different kinds of poetry. There's wordplay, like, and to ki- the kid to get something like this is amazing at 14 years old. So we're like f- freshman high school. Yeah, yeah, good, good for that kid. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredible. Yeah. So, salute to you, tipping tipping the fitted, <laughs> <laughs> tipping the undefeated fitted. <laughs> like, like I said, if I live next to undefeated, uh, it'd be game over. I'd be broke. Well, that's well. about it for, for the show. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for having me, man. It was fun to chop it up. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming. You got anything to promote, Grayson, or anything like that? You know, Not really, man. Like, like Words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Just like I said a minute ago, man, like try to be empathetic. Just think of other people. Think of other people before you act that's that's about as 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 wise as i can be in in this moment just just think of other people Mm -hmm. empathize um i know it's hard and you know we're all human and we all make mistakes and shit i was even like feeling really cooped up a few days ago like shit how can i get out of here what can i do and it it's just not the time, man. Like, sit your ass down. Work on what you can work on. Be creative. Don't go out and mm-hmm. and fuck other people up. Honestly, this is what I tell. Keep telling people this is a good time for self care. One hundred, especially like a lot of people are not used to being alone like this. And if you're not mentally strong to be with yourself and be um, you know, like just yourself or just with your significant other and your family, like there has to be some mental self-care that you need to do. 
Yo, that's like I said at the top of the show, meditation, little bit of exercise. It, it goes so far, like the endorphins, just like doing a couple of fucking jumping jacks and squats and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it, it snaps you out. Getting your mind into your body, you know, where you're just focused mm-hmm. on your body. It's weird. It, it, it works the other way. Yeah. You know, you, you, as soon as you, as soon as you come back out, you're like, you're more centered mm-hmm. to make better decisions for the greater, the greater good. Right. Everybody. No, like I've, those are my words. Of wisdom. I've been looking at. And also listen, listen to good music, share good music with your friends. There's no greater, there's no greater for the people that are listening, because I know that Caesar and Sean know this very well. There's no greater joy than sharing beautiful art art with your friends, like with your loved ones, with your family. If if something touches you, share it. Share that joy. Joy only expands as you share it. Mm-hmm. That's my word, words okay. of wisdom. Let's leave it at that. That's not going to get better than that. No. Thank you guys for having me, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks for, for coming on, Grayson. Yeah. Appreciate I wish it. you guys the best. Thank you. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to give both of you big ass hugs here soon. Oh, we will. We're trying to. We're trying to make moves this year. As soon as everything. I was is supposed over. To, supposed to come down yeah. there for spring break. That was my original plan. Bro, you know, you know, you got a lot of people down here that would love that. So as soon as yeah. we can, let's reconnect. Yeah, like we're trying to make a trip out there and be on other podcasts and like hang out with the homies, you know. Let's get it going, yo. When when sh- should I expect this to be ready for release? What's your turnover time? Let's uh let's say um this weekend maybe early mm-hmm. next week. Cool. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right. Well, until this- next time, this is Sean saying Pete. Be safe. This is a uh, one love. This is a uh, Della Photo, aka Tracksuit Poppy. Telling you to stay hydrated and if you got a fever, get to the fucking hospital. No doubt. This is Greg Ray saying one love. Salute.